I think the market is maturing for people early in their careers that are interested in transitioning into sustainability. A generalist definitely is the way to start, but I would advise them to think about where they eventually want to go. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. Richard Baker, founder of Flex Responsibility, here with another episode of the Sustainable Ambassador podcast. This episode, I'm joined by Dmitry Andrev, who is a supply chain sustainability consultant and Diana Chen, associate principal of sustainable business at Schneider Electric. Today, we'll be talking about how their careers in sustainability started, where they got that start, the opportunities they're seeing, and how they're adapting to developing their own careers. At the end, we'll share some tips on, for students and for the young professionals who are looking to develop their own career for their own careers in the area of sustainability. So thank you very much and welcome to the show, guys. It's great to have you here to talk about the work that you're both doing. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Richard. All right. So as a starting point, uh, would you please tell the, the audience a little bit about the work that you're doing and why you got into the sustainability space to begin with? So uh, thanks, Rich, for having me on. Um, so I'm associate principal at Schneider Electric's sustainability business. Our specialty is decarbonization. So anything from, you know, measuring scope one, two, three, um, setting science-based targets, climate risk assessment, that sort of thing. So I actually was in the creative industry first. Um, I did a lot of like brand strategy into China market. So I met my former boss, Pat, at a, an event I used to run and she was a speaker. Um, and at the time, I think because I was traveling to China so much and you could just, you know, see it in the air quality. I, I think I just wanted to do something more meaningful with my career. Initially, I got into the field by, well, by accident because I was working in the financial department of the mining company and then, and they wanted somebody to help them with the environmental management system. It happened so that I was good in Excel and my former former boss, now former boss, just said that we need somebody, even without knowledge in the field, but somebody who will be able to help us to build this data management system. My second touch, and I think that's where I started working actually with uh, Leon Fan Company, looking into their social compliance and environmental data first, and then transitioning slowly into uh, supporting their programs development and implementation. And now I'm actually in consulting part, focuses still on the supply chain consulting, still social and environmental aspects. A lot of people do start off in consulting and then work their way into in-house. But you know, since you were in-house and you went to consulting, what's the what's the transition been like and how is it different um, from being in-house before? For me, the main uh, difference and actually the things that attracted me to the consulting in the first place is how targeted it is, how much mm -hmm. the frameworks are used to be able to implement solutions, scale solution, and drive the impact. Because in corporate, uh, there's much more um, time spent on trying to define what to do, how to do it uh, on a very generic uh, high level. Then mm. a lot of time spent and in fact, a lot of time also wasted on getting the buy-in from the right stakeholders. And that's why I right now, to be honest, prefer consulting. Diana, I was, I want to ask which one you prefer because you're only a few months in. What do you think about his comments? What are you trying to bring from the consulting world into this position? Are you happier being more specific around say energy and carbon and less so around everything else? Yeah. So I think for me also, it was based on the size of the company too. Though previously, prior to Schneider, the biggest company I had ever worked for was probably 25 to 30 people. And Schneider is 130,000 people globally. So I think just, yeah, just the like, you know, mammoth size of a corporation, it obviously has good and bad points. Good is there's a ton of resources. So, you know, there's a, a bunch of different teams. You know, we have like an environmental commodities team that I could, 
you know, jump on a call with and learn about how we purchase carbon offsets where, you know, as before, I would just have to do a lot of like research online myself. And, you know, I can actually talk to the people that are doing it. But in that same way as well, you know, I kind of have to figure out how to navigate a lot of things um, myself. I think, uh, like you said, Rich, I haven't had enough time at Schneider to really let that sink in. But so far, so good. And actually, because our sustainability business is essentially a consultancy. So um, and it's quite new in APAC. So we are sort of run almost like a startup. What do you feel about the the space overall right now for sustainability professionals? I mean, you're on the younger side right now. You're not at the CSO level yet. But as young professionals, like, is this an exciting place to be? So my parents are, you know, they're Asian and they're traditionally traditional Chinese. So they're quite Asian in the terms of career opportunity when I was first starting out. So um, having a career in the creative industry, they're like, what is that? Are you going to make money? And then I transitioned to sustainability. They're like, what is that? Are you going to make money? But then all of a sudden, my mom's like, oh, that was a good career choice because now we're hearing about sustainability all the time on the stock market. And I was like, okay, that means, you know, I've done something right. So I think it was like at that point where I was validated. But yeah, I mean, I think like, as I said, when I entered, you know, six years ago or whatever, it, it was not really spoken about. But then I think over the past five and six years, it's just a huge you know, upward, upward um, trend that doesn't seem to be slowing down. It's definitely growing and exploding fast, um, just not as fast as I would want it to be, especially here in Asia. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely an industry to be right now. It was definitely an industry to be five years ago, and it's definitely going to be an industry to be in, in its next 10 years. The opportunities are kind of, as we, as you both mentioned, they're, they're everywhere. So where are, where is progress being made? And where do you think that progress is left to be made so that as you're looking in your career, like how do you then look at your career going forward so that you can have the, the greatest impact that you can that you can possibly have? Well, from my perspective and from my experience mainly working with the supply chains, I still do see that majority of the companies who are who keep pushing their um, sustainability programs, who start establishing their sustainability programs, they still come in mostly from the um, from the Europe and the Europe. There are a number of players in Asia who are trying to let's say, make the difference, but trying to establish their leadership in the field of sustainability and show this as a competitive advantage, right? But um, I would say these are still selective few. But I, again, I said that I was idealistic before, and I still want to keep my idealism and say that, and say that within the next 10 years, the picture will um, improve significantly. Uh I would agree and kind of disagree with that. But I think actually there's a lot of companies that are really trying to transition, not just, you know, creating a sustainability strategy, but integrating it with their business strategy. Um, I think the root of that is still very regulation driven. So, you know, there's mandatory reporting requirements in, in Hong Kong um, by the Hong Kong Exchange. Um, and then in Singapore, they're requiring uh, list companies to report on climate related disclosures. So I think obviously that is very much the driving force initially, but actually when companies do realize, you know, do kind of do the work and, and have something, uh, a, a sustainability strategy, they realize that it is actually, um, you know, good for the bottom line too. It's getting clear <laughs> for many companies, I guess, what sustainability is for them and then what they should do. Does that mean that as a young professional that you should be a generalist in sustainability anymore? Or should you really be wrapping your, your careers around or your focus around, you know, either the problem that you want to solve right? Like you want to maintain that idealism and just hammer away at that. Or, you know, very practically, like, 
you're going to be in energy management or you're going to be very technically focused. Like wh where's the, the opportunities that you see and does being a sustainability generalist really have much value anymore? For the corporate world, at least from my experience, getting this um, high-level understanding of different topics and how they intertwine carbon, water, um, basically energy efficiency, um, biodiversity, everything, how all these topics are intertwined and how they affect the operations of a company, either at their own operations or supply chain. This is exactly what brings value, especially when the companies are in the beginning of their um, sustainability path. Um, in consulting, of course, it's different. You have to be a specialist to be able to provide insights and implementation of different projects. But personally, I think that generalist is way is the best way for those who are getting into the industry from the beginning. I think the market is maturing. So one of the reasons that I switched is I wanted to deep dive into a specific area. And I would I would suggest like for people early in their careers that are interested in transitioning into sustainability, um, you know, a generalist definitely is the way to start. But I would advise them to think about where they eventually want to go deeper. Okay. Is it just finding the thing that you want to work on? Is it finding the skill set you're good at? Is it finding the company that you want to work with? Is, or is it just because you don't know what you're doing yet, so you might as well just say, I'm in sustainability and I'm passionate, and that's what's valuable to people. Well, I would say there are two points. One is actually what you mentioned. Yeah, I'm sustainability and uh, that's good, right? But at the same time, sustainability field is still evolving and it's still in the beginning of the past, right? It's evolving far too fast for, well, from my perspective, for anybody to be able to become a specialist um, in the beginning of the career. So that's why I think getting to know different aspects mm -hmm. of, um, of the field and only maybe later than starting specializing in the certain area is the right way. It's, okay, the term sustainability generalist is reflective of almost like the ecosystem of sustainability itself because every issue is in, interconnected, right? Like the E issues are connected with the S issues, connected with the G issues and product issues, whatever. I think, you know, as a generalist, it, it's good to like take a step back and realize the connection between all of these and have somewhat of a working knowledge between, you know, like the major ones that we're trying to tackle over time, like climate change, social injustice, all this stuff. You know, having that, ability to think strategically around all these issues that, that interconnect is, is actually is quite important. Do you view sustainability as being completely embedded in terms of the functions within specific companies? So if so, what's the what's the role of a sustainability generalist within the company like that? I would say that it's still going to be a separate sustainability function plus integrated specialist in different functions. For example, as you mentioned, supply chain and uh, marketing as examples, even sales, of course. Um, the role of the sustainability generalist is in this case, in this setting, is really going to be to align all the projects within the company and integrate them in the, in the hot a holistic strategy. So I wouldn't say it's going to be really like each department having a sustainability specialist or just a single standard sustainability um, department. It's, it's really going to be a hybrid model. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's really hard to find a person who has everything in terms of, you know, deep sustainability knowledge, as well as, you know, maybe an MBA in business that focuses on bottom line too. And to have someone to drive that company, it's like, you know, one in a million, it's really hard to find someone that's perfect. So I think like Dimitri said, like we would have to have someone, you know, driving like a sustainability chief officer, but also having, you know, sustainability embedded people into yeah. each department. There's a lot of sustainability degrees now. There's the Cambridge certificates are really popular. There's ESG certificate from CFA. I see people getting, um, are there degrees that you would kind of recommend? Are there certificates? And, and then how do you look at developing yourself from a, from a skill set going forward? Are you, is it really, are you guys going to be picking up specific skills around say carbon management, or are you going to try and do more 
you know, generalistic kind of ton of things? That's a question I was asking myself for the last several years. Um, and I was asking around people, like, what certificates do you recommend? Uh, these or that programs uh, for sustainability professionals are good. And what I've heard, at least majority of responses I've heard is that what's still out there, at least those um, Cambridge uh, certification, um, a couple of others, they, they're mainly targeting those professionals who are either entering the field to get a better understanding of what they're getting in, or if they're still in the beginning of their career, right? Or maybe those who are already experienced professional in another field, for example, sustain, um, supply chain professionals or marketing professionals who want to know how they can integrate or work with the sustainability function. So they need to get this experience. I was trying to find those um, certification schemes, let's say, or trainings that are really more focused for, for example, project management, ISO certification uh, and validation approach, and of course, uh, some and related to greenhouse gas um, verification. So the first continuing education course I did was with Harvard University at Executive Education for Sustainability Leadership. And that was three to four years ago, I think. And it was like a one-week residency program. That was more about transformational change within your organization towards sustainability. Not an introductory uh, program, but you know, not, not technical and deep dive. Um, and then currently, I'm actually still finishing the Master's in Sustainability Leadership at Cambridge. A lot of people join that master's program because they want to switch jobs and they feel like having this degree will give them, you know, not really just an overview, but a deep dive into certain issues. And because it's a, a research-based master's as well, so you can determine, you know, what exactly you want to research. Like if you want it, let's say you're in retail and you want to switch to finance, totally possible because because of the immaturity of the space of sustainability, um, these programs are really good catalysts for if you're looking for uh, a job change. Um, but as well as, you know, it depends on how deep dive you want to go or if you just want to, you know, have some sort of one-on-one courses. Why did you choose the, the Cambridge Masters? Why didn't you choose, say, an MBA with a specialist in sustainability? Or what, what was attractive to you and what why differentiate from, say, a standard business degree or, say, like a, a technical degree around sustainability? So I think at the time, I just really wanted it to be very sustainability-focused and whereas Masters, you know, is more sort of business-focused. Um, and I didn't really want to minor in sustainability, if that makes sense. And I thought either way, the network of, you know, your cohort is going to be really good. Um, actually, at the time, I was considering doing the certificate, which was, I think, was the one year program, uh, the supply chain certificate. And they're like, if you're even thinking about potentially turning that into the master's, you can just go for the master's in the beginning. So that's what I did. Dima, I got a tough question. Like if you had the option of the Cambridge master's when you were getting your MBA at Sieves, would you have would you've still gone to Sieves and gotten your MBA? And if not, what then what's the value that you see still for the MBA versus, say, a sustainability? focused master's degree or sustainability degree? No, I definitely wouldn't choose a um, sustainability focused uh, degree rather than um, MBA because sustainability is business driven. So knowing them, even the foundations of the business, right? Not even talking about advanced understanding of, of the business processes, right? It's essential to make uh, sustainability happen, to make, uh, to even to put sustainability on the agenda of the top leadership of the companies. Mm. Um, so Changing a little bit here, what's the ecosystem like for young professionals in sustainability? Are you finding a lot of resources and a lot of kind of, you know, community coming together now to support each other? Or do you still feel like it's it's still kind of a hodgepodge of 
of activity going on and you're kind of on your own in terms of sustainability and as a professional so i've been here since 2016 and in the beginning first three years i would say first yes first three years it was really a growing community of local uh, sustainability professional grassroots uh, and basically those who were interested in the topic either uh, from mm -hmm. uh, professional perspective or from personal just right but um what has been happening re recently with, uh, with the covid lockdowns right during the last two years it really take a high toll on a uh, local community and if before there were events at least one event uh, related to the field at least every week nowadays um there are occasional webinars maybe and um mm -hmm. this kind of online meetings right so in in this regard i would say it was devastating uh what has happened in shanghai specifically with, with the sustainability community i do hope it will start to recover after let's say after this year but it will definitely take time to rebuild what was has been yeah i agree um I think the community here really took a hit. Um, but now that things are kind of opening up in Hong Kong, you know, it's yeah. like conference revenge because all the conferences are happening now. And, you know, there's yeah. in person as much as it can be still. But I would still say, like, even though there is quite a strong sustainability community in Hong Kong, that it is still pretty isolated from other people because like I have my, you know, sustainability friends that I might get together and chat about work or whatever. And then there's yeah. non-sustainability friends, right. That we don't talk about that space very much at all. So I, it'd be great to, to find that integrated um, at some point. Why did you come to this region? Why? And both of you mentioned like, this is a great place to be for it. What's so great about being here? What are you learning? What are you experiencing? And, you know, do you see yourself staying here for a long time or, do you know is this something that you take back to you know the us or to to europe to to other parts of the world and really see as a as a longer term continue to follow the path so when i was coming here i was really coming uh, for two per for two reasons basically first is uh it was my real interest in the country and the culture right uh and second um it was really about the opportunities of um that were standing still ahead uh, for the country right specifically for the field of sustainability that was my thinking around 2014 2016 after several years of experience here working with uh, um, different companies and specifically on supply chain i think that's uh exactly the reason to come here um to either china or overall asia region to really see what the manufacturing is like on the ground right because mm -hmm. brands companies are based far away and their sustainability departments often have little real understanding of the things on the ground and they do need this um insights to be able to make an impact to be able to build a feasible sustainability strategy and to be able to basically move sustainability forward i'm really with you like knowing what's happening on the ground and then being able to help those at the top you know like really understand the insights and the experience and then make real adjustments i think that's hugely valuable but i also question how do you after being here for so long transition that out into say another region another country another your, your next level up is that something that you think about is that something that you plan for is that something you think is an advantage uh, i definitely think this this kind of knowledge is an advantage and it should be leveraged it must be leveraged actually and it provides good leverage uh to move um to basically some somewhere further and abroad right but i also would not discount the opportunities lying here with local companies who are still trying to jump basically start uh their sustainability um departments or sustainability efforts right 
Uh, yeah. This also pre presents great, great opportunity because you're here on the ground, you know what their supply chains are and what they need to be doing. And they will be listening to you even better because they also have certain understanding of what's happening on the ground, right? Whereas uh, those who are far away, it's basically different headquarters, let's say, right? You know, as, as Mitri said, a lot of the operations and uh, in terms of supply chain operations are based in Asia. Um, and if not supply chain, a lot of like business strategy in terms of expanding um, market share or, or whatever <clears throat> is based in Asia as well, is in Asia as well. So I think having the market knowledge is really good. I'm actually a little bit fearful for if there is a day that I do want to leave Asia. Um, you know, I feel like even though I'm from the U.S., I might have like a bit of culture shock going back and and because I've never worked in the U.S. to be continued. But uh, yeah, I think having Asian knowledge is really helpful. So if you look at the next three to five years, what are the skills, certifications? What, what are you trying to do to build your next steps in your career? I'm actually very interested interested in nature-based solutions and learning something around that because I think that's based on the regulation side. Um, even though right now it's maybe not quite in view, but I think that space will grow. I think that's an area that I would really like to develop. Um, I think right now, yeah, I have pretty much clear idea of what I want for this and for the next year so in terms of continuous education. And first is going to be really uh, further focus on the carbon, anything about uh, greenhouse gas emission uh, verification, implementation scenarios assessment and also echo to Dana's uh, point about the TN TNFT basically biodiversity is getting um, a lot of attention nowadays uh, companies are starting to look into this and I definitely would like also to understand this topic um, all right as a last question what are three tips tricks hacks things that people should know as young professionals as students as they're building their career like what advice would you give your six eight ten year ago self soak in all of what you hear from, you know, ex more experienced professionals and just do a lot of self-learning um, and bring that into your own kind of professional conversations. I would say even for me, like to this day, I think in the sustainability field to stay really humble and open um, because everyone is learning. Um, you know, like Dimitri said, everyone is an ESG specialist nowadays. And in that sense, you know, there's a huge learning culture and even sustainability the ecosystem is always changing. So there's always things to learn. Um, so I don't think you can ever be a master of sustainability, even though I'm getting a master's in sustainability. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you can just like master the whole thing. So, um, yeah, just always be open to, to learning. Okay, so you think that's a lot. I have two on my mind for sure. Let me think about the third one as I speak. Okay, the first thing is, um, yes, I would also echo what Diana was saying about um, learning. Right now, there's so much information about sustainability online, and every week there's like at least three reports different covering different topics of sustainability for different industries and they're so easily accessible that's definitely a go-to for anybody who is either starting a career in sustainability or want to jump into the sustainability so that's for sure yeah. second uh, part is i still would suggest to focus on the business understanding how business operates um in the first place and then adding knowledge of sustainability topics on top of this so that's the mm -hmm. second thing third thing um be bold i definitely suggest for people even without any sustainability experience but drive let's say with some drive or aspirations to make impact or transform companies to go for it just go bold for it even if you mm. don't have enough experience if you don't have uh, enough knowledge if you think that it's 
how the feeling just go for it right honestly i i knew dima's journey and he, he ground it out for months looking for his first job and it was like everyone's like what are you doing you could get any tough. good job he's like <laughs> no, i'm i am stubborn man <laughs> like um and i think you do need a bit of that uh, i think you need that also to keep you going through this career because there's so many different things that are happening and you know there's a lot of great momentum here and i think there's the nice thing is that we have so many people so many people coming into the space, both as students, transitioning as mid-career uh, kind of professionals, and that's opening up a lot of opportunities for everyone. So really appreciate the time that you've both spent here, sharing your insights, your experience, you know, the work that you've been doing, the career path you're following, and, and what you're trying to get done. So again, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Richard, for having us. Thanks, Richard. It's been a pleasure.